here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. I sound like myself again, which is good. That's good. Do you feel like yourself again? Yeah, I feel like pretty much fine. I uh, I mean, I never, you know, we've been we've been gone. How long has it been since we've done the show? Like over it a week, right? Feels like forever because we did five shows in a row that felt like one big show. They did feel like one big show, and then we took what felt like a month off, but it was but really, it like really a week. only a week. Yeah. Basically, I love that we, you know what we're like? We're like closers in baseball. You know when they're like, hey, that guy has pitched two days in a row. He can't yeah. come in today. Yeah. And, and you're like, but he pitched an inning each he, day. He, he threw four pitches in three days. Who cares? Yeah, that's us. <laughs> we we did five one-hour shows. Excuse me, excuse me. We did four one-hour shows and then one two-hour show. And yes. That was like, whoa, we got to let's rest. rest up for a bit. Yeah. What and do they call it? Load management? Exactly. Yeah. Load management. <laughs> that's what that's what we have. Um, so, uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, we did end up going to the game. It was it was fun. it was amazing. I, I listen, I have to say I was very hesitant about going because um, tickets you're not are a red blooded American male and no. you're a giant pussy, right? No, no, oh, no. Okay. it's well, they're very expensive tickets. Yes. And and um, I was worried that like, you know, I know what my experience is at a regular season NFL game. And, and that I tend to lose interest in the game sometimes and end up, it's more of a social occasion with my friends that I go with. Yeah, the Super Bowl did not feel like a super social occasion. It felt no. intense. It was, it, was, it was like you were into all of it. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was kind of fun to watch um, you and Sarah. Sarah, my wife, who has even less you know, football interest than you, was yeah. like, this is great. This is awesome. And I mean, it, it goes for even just the tailgates before you get into the game. There's this thing we went to that was like the official NFL tailgate that was unbelievable. We did not, however. Why? It, they've got to just, just call it a fucking party. There wasn't a single tailgate anywhere. What do you mean? <laughs> like a tailgate, you're saying like it needs to actually be the back of a truck? Yeah. I mean, like at that point, like I get it, like they're calling it the tailgate. Yeah. But, 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 like, stop. I mean, it's outside, it's in the parking lot of the stadium. It's incredibly nice. Just call it the pre party. There's not a single fucking tailgate there. There's not a pickup truck within 10 miles. Well, okay, fine, fine. I'm glad that it was a party and not a tailgate, personally. It was a good party. It was a great party. I have no interest in tailgates. I've never understood them. In fact, the people that do a lot of tailgating, it's like, and I know this is strange for me to say as an events person because you literally saw me build something that was only good for a couple days and then we literally took it down. Right. Like, Like Friday afternoon, that big set that you and I had been broadcasting from, of which there were... You know, I, I don't know if we ever really talked about it on the air, but there's there were six legitimate, you know, for TV lack, sets, te- television TV, yes. quality sets. Yeah, when you think Series about XM the had. when you think about uh, uh, Jim Brown sitting at the halftime show, like that's what we had. By the way, can I tell you? I don't James know. James Brown. Yeah, James Brown. Uh, did I ever tell you about a pitch we got for Jim for James Brown at SiriusXM? Well, really quick, we got an email the week before the Super Bowl that was like, listen, I have a guest for you, and it is A-A-A+. The only person you would probably not move to put this person on is maybe Tom Brady. But everyone else, you're going to want to get this person on. So my friend and I in the booking department are sort of like, holy shit. But they weren't saying who it was. They're like, I just need to confirm some stuff. But would you be able to hold time for us? It's Sirius XM, and we're like, hell yeah. I mean, who could this be? You know what I mean? Now, there's history at the Super Bowl that you get some massive, like, movie star-type guests. See, we saw yeah. who was – Pat McAfee had The Rock on. You know, we right. had uh, Sebastian Leonardo Mastelco. DiCaprio was there. He was? 
Yeah, well, remember he hid, he hid. They showed him on the Jumbotron. He sort of like hid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at the game, but I mean, this was doing prep. But yes, yes. So theoretically, this could have been him. So this person comes back a week later and they're like, we have James Brown from CBS. <laughs> and I was just like, if it was the corpse of soul, or the godfather of soul, James Brown, I still don't think I would have sold it the way you did. What? You're like, wait, a guy that does the same job we do. He's really good at it. But, I, oh. It wouldn't even be the guy. With all due respect to Mr. Brown, who has had a uh, a wonderful career, he's not even the person on that show I would be the most excited to book. <laughs> let alone the network. I, I mean, like, you've got to give it to the booker, though, for, for like, oh. uh you know creativity and 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 building the hype oh find yourself someone that believes in you the way this booker believed in their client james brown yeah unbelievable but anyway uh so that there's six of those sets they're big tv sets i build them the week before and then you know i'm part of a team and we we take them down pretty much Local time, 4 p.m. on Friday. So I realized that given that that is a part of my job, what I'm about to say is ridiculous. Okay. However, I have never, ever understood the allure of camping or tailgating. It's like, why am I going to get to a football game seven hours early and build myself a little restaurant city, more or less? Just like, do I do I even have plans to go inside to the game? It seems like so much goddamn work for a thing that lasts like two hours. The last the last tailgate I was at, I'll describe to you exactly what I was doing because I was with a group of people that had hanging the out tickets. with a bunch of fatties. I bet That's- I was I I was not in control of the tickets. Right, I was the guest, and and the the weather conditions were it was it was somewhere between thirty eight and forty one degrees. It was uh it was between like a, a spitting rain or a downpour. The wind was just a constant 10 miles an hour, and we were huddled around a a tin cake pan that uh, had charcoal bricks and sticks that we had found around the parking lot uh, for a tiny little fire and and, uh, Bud Lights. What year was this? This was uh, maybe 21. Just go inside. (laughs) I know. Why the fuck? Also, why are you the like beers making free in the parking in lot? I guess. Or, or and you made it. You found your own sticks in a parking lot. How? Where? I, I we were on the edge, so they were there was uh yeah, and I think they might have had like maybe one pack of wood, but it wasn't enough. This sounds terrible. <laughs> it was really fucking cold. Yeah. Also, I just wouldn't go to a football game in that weather. I think I'd say, you know what? I'm good. I will watch from home. <laughs> See, now I know how why it was so easy to get the uh, get the ticket they offered me. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but dude, tailgates can be fun in the summer. Like I've I've done more. My tailgating experience in life has not been football. It's been more NASCAR, Ugh. and and it's and it's a lot of fun. I mean, dude, go because people do show up to the race really early and start cooking but ours would be you know somewhere between like 50 and 70 people sometimes see but again and you would who would put that on like who buys the food different people would take on the responsibility in different years or people would just show up with it and you pitch in like a lot of people would just show up and are like hey i bought you know 30 pounds of steaks and and everyone throws them a 20 see like like this is but again the idea that you would want to go through all the rigmarole to cook 30 pounds of steaks in a parking you, lot. You're there all morning. What else do you have to do but eat, eat a steak with plastic silverware out. on a paper plate? Yeah, hear me out. Another way to, to do this is, like, I just feel like there's tailgate, there's people who make this shit like their identity. Like, I'm just never going to be yeah. that type of person. I knew that guy once. I knew him. You knew him? like I knew when I lived in Nebraska, I knew a guy who I think it was described to me basically spent more on his tailgate. It, like He spent more on his tailgates for home Nebraska games than he made in a year. How did that work for him? I, probably. I don't know long term. I've never spoken to him since. Oh, that's weird. He did, I, I thought he was, you know, making a friendship that was going to last a long time where he would be like, listen, there's a college football game today. Let me build let me build the mecca of sausages here in the parking lot that I will put up and take down 
all in one day. See, but the thing I I think maybe why I like the NASCAR uh, uh, tailgates is because they were hot. Like you were there in shorts and the beer tasted good because it was really warm. So you just like tailgates in the summer. So if the NFL, yes. yes. Tailgates in the summer, like I like, I'd much rather do a NASCAR tailgate than than a than an NFL tailgate. I would much rather do an NFL tailgate because at the end of a NASCAR tailgate, you have to watch a fucking NASCAR race, and that <laughs> sounds awful. I would love though if if one day they incorporated the NASCAR technology into the NFL fan experience, because when you go to watch a NASCAR race, you get to listen to every driver if you want to. Yeah. Also, I love NASCAR because like I fucking love Tide, the laundry detergent, oh, yeah. Yeah. and I just like love rooting for Tide. <laughs> Whose joke was that? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> it was somebody in a stand-up special. It was. Um. Yeah. Why? I don't know. You don't even watch stand-up. How do you know if that was? Yeah, I know, joke? but that's just like a really famous joke. It is. Yes. Oh well, I guess I stole it. I've never heard it in my <laughs> life. I was mainly using that to set up the fact that did you see the the Daytona 500 that uh, Creed sponsored a car? No. Yeah, the band Creed. The band Creed sponsored. Are you Which, serious? Yeah. You want to talk about knowing your audience? Are they going on tour? That must be like, uh, dude, if they're going on tour, that's a great promotion for a tour. I, I don't even care. Like, I've come around the past, like, three weeks on Creed. Like, they had that unhinged Paramount Plus commercial where uh-huh. they threw Hey Arnold into the, the mountain or whatever as they played. <laughs> I, like, I, okay, this is true. I watched that commercial a couple times when I was in Vegas. And then I went to the gym and I unironically listen to creed uh higher at the gym and it was a weird moment because i knew i had listened to it two or three times that week and i knew during the second ironic listening i said to myself you know mark you're starting to like this there's gonna come a time when you're like and then like two days later i was like let's throw on some higher but See, I, it was I, kind of like, I kind of felt like I had a flu because it was there for a minute where I was interested in it. And now I'm back to thinking it's funny. I almost like I made a joke for a very long time that I thought or like I really thought Creed was going to kill me. Um, there was I, I had a flight once when I was in college. I had a flight from Tallahassee to Atlanta and uh, Creed was on the flight mm. and it was Friday the 13th. And when we got up in the air, uh, the pilot congratulated the co-pilot on his first ever commercial flight. <laughs> and, and Creed was on their way to L.A. because their first song had just gone platinum. And uh, I'm like, everything's fucking lined up here. I'm going to die on this flight. See, do you think when Creed is in a plane that's taking off, uh, Scott Stapp tries to get into the cabin and go, check me harder. <laughs> Nailed it. Right. Uh, God, do you think, man, do you when think, do I get how many, to be on the mashup? Many, when do I get many, to be on the mashup crushing with humor like that? You know a Southwest flight attendant has tried that at least once. Oh, my God. So, actually, it, speaking of Super Bowl pilots, whatever, I had an experience <laughs> on the plane home from Vegas that I've never had. My pilot was like, first of all, <clears throat> at the gate, he says to everyone, he's like, look, historically— on flights the day after big sporting events in the Super Bowl, we have medical emergencies, and they're almost usually always de- dehydration. So maybe you stayed out too late here in Vegas. Why don't you grab yourself a Gatorade? <laughs> he said that, like, w- at what stage? He said that when we were all still sitting at the gate. Oh, wow. Like, like we're not even on the plane yet. And he's like, hey, I'm the captain. Like, this captain. I mean, was- good for being prepared. Yeah, this captain was hosting his own podcast, though. So. Which I'm getting to on some level. United Airlines. I don't know if it's just United or if there's other airlines. They have this thing where you can uh, like tune in to the cockpit and air traffic control. It's always been that way that, yeah, you can. In fact, they took it away for a couple of years and I was pissed. And I noticed because I, I flew United out that they brought it back and I was so excited. Yeah. Not only that, but the pilot can take over that channel and talk to just the people listening to it. I did not know that. I didn't either until we're on our way. So we're about to leave Vegas. The pilot comes up again and he starts talking to everyone. And he's like, like, you know, I I never, it's an 8 a.m. flight. So it's not super early, but it's early enough. 
And like, I'm never into doing the bits, and this guy's talking a lot. But then he says something that I had not anticipated, that on Twitter, or X, he has posted our flight plan and gives us a hashtag to find it. Which I think is something that United is doing. All right? Okay. Turns out that it's just this pilot, and it's on his personal Twitter account. <laughs> I kind of loved it. Wait, I want to follow this guy. Uh, it was at capped rj wolf c-a-p-t-r-j and then the the word wolf one f and i remember that uh good morning this is the tweet for my flight because it was hashtag 1053 map that's the flight i was on welcome aboard enjoy your flight the views express okay good morning sports fans you picked a great day to fly on the way out we should have some amazing views of the grand canyon lake powell and monument valley i expect turbulence the last hour please plan plan bathroom breaks accordingly so i this is awesome yeah i figured you'd like this you can also email it like he i love it it's kind of cool right but and he puts up like he put up the the flight plan map, but like sort of like shows where different cities are, and then where he like the one part like he highlights this part of the plan, <laughs> like I, turbulence will be once we get over Lake Erie. Yeah. So for the first fifteen minutes of the flight, I actually decide to tune into this air traffic control channel where he's like giving a guided tour of where we are, where he's like, if you look out the window, that's the Grand Canyon, blah blah. Like like, and it was kind of cool. But the one thing I will say is. I saw something on this plane that I've never... He basically was like, hey, turbulence is about to get bad for the last hour. If you have to use the bathroom, do it now. Have you ever seen 40 people try to go to the bathroom on a plane at once? Yes. It, it was... Uh, it, one of the bathrooms was... Uh, the first class bathroom on my plane out was broken. And there was quite the commotion in, at the front bathroom. It was a goddamn disaster because they all line up in the aisle so one person goes in but then when they're done they need to get back to their seat which is like squeezing by all the other people yeah it was that was a mess but they should they really you think that they would have by this point in time especially after 9/11 where they're like please don't congregate near the facilities that they would have found a way to, like, the deli counter figured out how to do numbers in the 1940s. So you're you, saying you want to have to get a ticket if you want to use the bathroom on a plane? Well, yeah, but, like, much like your screen's up there and you can order a drink from your screen if you want to if you're on the right airline. But you should just be able to push a button on your screen and it says you're second in line. And when it's your turn, it flashes. Yeah, I feel like this would be a disaster, though. Like, people, it would be like people it's making compared reservations. Compared to the disaster it is now? Yeah, but it would be like people making reservations and not keeping them. <laughs> like, you wouldn't know. You would just be like, oh. And then what happens? What, like. So you're basically a kid would put themselves in the in the line. A and kid, then, an old woman. An not, old woman would kid. put it. Yeah, and then, and then you fall asleep and you miss your turn and then the whole line is screwed up afterwards. Something like that. I mean, and by yeah. the way, a kid never thinks about going to the bathroom until they have to go. And then it's an emergency. That's something True. I've noticed. Yes. That, so I don't think it would be a kid. But one note, because we talked about it a lot in our week of Super Bowl shows. Considering the San Francisco 49ers lost, we never we never went to the after party. Was, didn't even like one of the people we were going to... The reason we were going in the first place, didn't they say they weren't going? No, they didn't even go. They weren't okay. feeling that well, and they were like, I'm sad, and I get it. <laughs> it is sad. I mean, Rich Davis drove home I, that night. I felt so bad for him because he was having such a good time, and then all of a sudden, it's just like his good night ended. Yeah, I never... He doesn't get over losses very well. Well, I got to be honest. When your team loses the Super Bowl, it sucks. It's just because it's different when you don't really give a shit about either team. When it's your team, you've come that far. And, like, going to a Super Bowl, even if, you know, you're there largely because of work, it's not easy. And especially, like, if you—I'm not saying, like, we went through war or anything. We obviously didn't. But, like, it's like you're away from your family and your kids and then they lose and you're when you're at home you can just turn it off yes when you're there you got to walk back through all the shit and it sucks and it's and all sad. the other fans celebrating because yeah. the 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 chiefs fans really were celebrating oh yeah they really were and and also i was i was sad because i just felt like i could have won so much money but i <laughs> you know 
We talked about that a lot. Yeah, we talked about that. I, it, so are we going to talk about what happened during the game? Uh, what? When I got in a fight with that guy? I see. I, I thought it was. I totally misunderstood what happened down there. All right. So here's there was some play. I don't this it was it was listen it was if from what I remember the 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 ruling was correct but it really looked shitty. The ruling was correct because it it looked like um they called intentional grounding or something on Patrick Mahomes. I think it was. I think it was Mahomes cuz he didn't get the ball back to the line of scrimmage. Right. And this kid it was not clearly a kid by the way by looks. I mean, I knew he was younger than me. And it, Rich turned around and said something like, oh, it didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. And the kid was like, no, no. And Rich is like, no, it didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. And then um, I turned around because I was just like trying to see what was going on. And the kid like pointed at his head and made a face on me like, like I'm the moron. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Right. And I was like, oh. Now, at this point, I think he's like 17. I would have said 14. Well, it was 12. So, <laughs> so then, and I didn't even say anything. Like, I was just kind of like, uh, like, I just kind of looked at him cause I was like, because well, I have, but, but his, his dad very quickly came to the defense and was like, what the fuck? No, his dad, his dad was like, turn around, like talking to me. And I was like, all right, man. He's like, why don't you just turn around? And I was like, dude. And I turned back around and then I turned, I was like, to be clear. I looked at him. I was like, I don't give a shit about either one of these teams <laughs> i was like i'm just here having a good time and he's like turn around and i was like fuck off that's that's like what i was like fuck off which i shouldn't yeah. have said so then see i missed i i missed your end of it because you were so far like i didn't see you at all yeah because well, like because it was like all happened really fast where i was like whoa what the fuck like i didn't even I just hate being told, like, turn around. Like, it's like, all right, chief. You, you know, yes. like that type of energy. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, I didn't start this. Um, and I wasn't even, it's not like I was like, hey, moron. I was just like, no, like, <laughs> Rich is actually being nice. We were, like, trying to explain why. Because it's tough. The other thing is when you don't have the announcers at a game, it's tough to necessarily always understand what's going on. Right. And also, too, like, listen, fans are going to eat whether they're right or whether they're wrong. They're going to want the call to go for them. So you can speak with them with as much logic as you want. But if it goes against their team, they're not going to hear you. So all of a sudden, then there's like security in the section. And I'm like, what? And then I realized they're pointing it like. Rich and I, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh, boy. I'm thinking, like, they're about to get kicked out. Oh, I was like, I don't think we're going to get kicked out. Uh, but I was like, all right. And the, the, the charge levied against us is that we were standing up to cheer too much. But it comes from these, these two people that we were just dealing with. And I was kind of like, okay, all right. Like, I see how this is going to go. We're, we're Did gonna- you use the line? You had a chance to use the line. Which is what? I know I bought the whole seat, but I only need the edge. <laughs> I didn't use the line. Also, <laughs> there were people. The reason we were standing so much, which wasn't even that much, mind you, was because people kept going in and out of the row. Like there, we had the most active row in the history. We really of the did have the yeah. They bought more nachos and took more pisses than imaginable. But so I realized what's going on, and I was like, oh god. And I'm kind of like, you know what? So next time the beer guy comes around. Now, my wife hates when I do this. We've talked about this in the past. Like, like in the sense that I feel the need to attempt to, like, win any interaction. Yes. Like, I am in case. And then I also, like, I felt bad that I said fuck off to this guy. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that was unnecessary. He was being a little bit of a prick in the moment. Like, he was, I agree. Like, it was, there was a lot of bad energy going back and forth there. But I would have stepped away and been like, I don't need to deal with this person a long time ago. Yes. I wasn't even going to tell this story. This was you bringing this up. But. Well, because I'll tell you what I thought happened. What happened? Well, I saw some of this interaction, but I really just thought that it was Rich being nervous and pacing back and forth. And the guy's like, yo, sit the fuck down. No, no, it was because his, so basically that's not what happened. So, so then 
I end up, the beer guy comes over and I'm getting a beer and I look up the guy, I'm like, you want a beer? And he's like, oh my God, thank you. I'm good, but thank you so much. And then we started talking and I was like, yo, we're good, right? Sorry about that. I shouldn't have done that. And then the, he, he's like, he's 12. And I was like, oh, it doesn't look 12. <laughs> but also the kid apologized to me, which makes me think if I had to guess that, you know, when he like made a face at us and pointed it at his head, like, like we were stupid, his dad was probably like, yo, um, I just step in there, but you can't just go doing that <laughs> shit to people. <laughs> Because yeah, one day someone's going to take you seriously. Well, because I was actually thinking about this. There was an, a former NBA player, Matt Barnes, recently. Um, right. I don't know if you saw this. He was at his son's high school basketball game, and they claimed that, like, he was yelling at a student announcer or something. But he's like, I was yelling at the refs, and the student said something to me, so I put my hand on his shoulder to talk to him. And he basically was like, I shouldn't have put my hand on his shoulder. Right. But... um one of the things that he he said was, when I walked up, the kid told me to sit my ass down. And I basically was like, what makes you so comfortable saying that? Ah, dude, you see, that's the thing is like, you can't, I understand it's going to piss you off, but kids are stupid. You can't like take that shit seriously. I know, but there is an element of like, look, I know that you, you obviously, there are laws against hitting people and, and stuff. And that's the and reason. Totally. Yeah, not only people, but there's there are more severe penalties when you do it to children. Yes. Uh, well. Sure, I I I am of the belief that the a high school a high schooler, while not an adult by being age eighteen, is certainly not a child. Like just there's, in there, practice, there's there's a middle ground in there. Yes. They certainly don't they don't use uh you know the the full adult brain capacity but, is not there. But yet. what I what I am getting at is like I kind of agree with Matt Barnes a little bit where it's like. Well, what makes you so comfortable doing that? Like, you can do that, but you will come across people where there will be consequences uh, for that. Yep, and yep. you, you like, now don't get me wrong, that person that hits you will also face consequences. But, like, we don't live in a world where, like, like people are fucking psychos. Oh, yeah. And you, you can't. So that what I think kind of happened was, like, hey, like, it turns out, like, if I was that dad at the game, what I think happened was, hey— Turned out that guy you just yelled at was relatively cool. You know what I mean? Like we said it was all good. We we talked the rest of the game. Things were fine. Because yeah. I, you know, I also turned around like, yo, how many Super Bowls are we all going to go to? Let's enjoy the day. And we 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 talked to them a lot afterwards. If you remember, okay, good, good. I didn't. I was I was sort of I was enough seats away that I I didn't see what was going on. But I do think based on the way the kid apologized that the dad was like, whoa, hey, you maybe don't put us in that situation. <laughs> I'm glad nothing came of it. I really thought it was just, I mean, just Rich's, because Rich has nervous energy. We all know this, right? Yeah. And I thought it was just, somebody finally is just like, yo, dude, what are you doing? I and, thought and about that interaction. I thought that's how it started. I thought about that interaction all last week and felt terrible about it, to be quite honest. Even though it ended up totally fine and we were, everyone was on good terms, I was like, Mark, be better than that. Uh, I swear to God. Like, well, I even brought the, it up on the couch. I was sitting with Sarah on the couch, and I was like, I still can't believe I said fuck off to that guy. And Sarah was like, are you serious right now? Shut the fuck up. Stop it. Well, there are people that, just like you said, you know, would have would have acted on that. I'm very glad that that didn't happen. Yeah. And it just was like, I, I don't know. Because so, there are psychopaths in this world. <laughs> speaking of a last football game thought of the day. Okay. Travis Kelsey. Do we are we supposed to hate him now? Uh, Why are we supposed to hate him? Now? Well, I don't. Well, one, I guess I didn't even know about the during the Super Bowl when he yelled at Andy Reid. Everyone was really taken aback by that. But God. I saw that. I you see. We didn't see that because we were in the stands. But when I got home and was like getting ready because we did the show the next morning, people were were basically. You know, like saying they were like, "Why would Taylor be with, oh my with God. an abusive oh my man?" God. Holy shit! Did I love that? <laughs> oh, was that the stupidest <laughs> fucking take of all time? You know, to quote, to quote Neil Brennan, like, "Oh my God, Travis Kelsey's doing football." Can you believe that? This, can you believe that this freak athlete has a temper and a will to win? Now, look, did he did he overstep a little bit? Yes, but I think it's a big fucking leap, and I, and I know survivors of 
domestic violence or people involved in domestic violence would probably be like, no, if they do that once, they're willing, they'll do it in a fight with you. And, and maybe so, but I think it's a big fucking leap to take a man screaming at his coach on the football field and be like, Taylor's in an unsafe situation. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, and, and you, you probably say, no, you're fucking stupid. But like, I really think that if, if Travis Kelsey had actually assaulted Andy Reid in the middle of the game, Andy Reid would not have put him in. I don't know. Kind of like, depends. Like, yeah, well, yeah, like he, you know, I, you get what I'm saying, though. Yes. That there is like if he really crossed the line, you would know it. I just love like the oh, he's yelling, and then like I got. I don't know if they showed it on TV, but when they showed Taylor Swift in the stadium, she chugged a beer, and it was awesome. Like yeah. I read, I read one article recently that's like you know Taylor Swift's helping the NFL, but Travis Kelsey is humanizing Taylor Swift for a lot of people. I I still like everyone said it was a beer, but I I thought it was a, a shot. It was a beer. It was like the size of a beer cup. I yeah, but I thought yeah, but like they put shots in those at, at sporting so events. Think, Have you never done a shot at a, at a football game? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was a beer. There was a lot of gulping. You think she 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 chugged multiple shots? I would though sometimes there I think it could I, I listen when I saw it everyone said it was a beer but my initial thing when I saw it and I was that with it was, all due uh, respect you didn't even know that I was fighting with a guy four seats away from you so it's tough to yeah, but t- I trust didn't have it on the jumbotron it, I thought it was a shot of Jameson I doubt it I, I really I really do not think so but maybe you can ask her next time she was it a beer? MMU. Yeah. Um, Just oh, and the only reason I say that, right, is because it was it was Brittany who was with her. No, it was Blake Lively. Yeah, it was with her then. Both of their glasses had the same amount of beer in it. I don't know, man. I don't. I'm not gonna like Zapruder film this. I don't really care that much. <laughs> just I think it was beer. I thought it was beer. It was early in the day. I just don't think you're ripping shots in the okay. first quarter. Fine. You know what I'm saying? Fine. Yes. Um, but, yeah, Travis. And then uh, what else was there? Uh, I've seen also Taylor fans concerned that she doesn't normally go out to clubs, and now she's at clubs. This could lead to drugs for her, which is oh also hilarious. Oh, my God. To think you're, uh, you're uh, famous for you know nearly 20 years at this point. Pop superstar has never been around drugs. Not to say she's done them. I'm just saying like they're very available in the music yeah, it, industry. It, 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 someone's going to put a, a mirror in front of her and be like, have you ever tried cocaine? Yeah. Um, and then it was, is and you know we have breaking news that Travis Kelsey is currently on a private jet to Sydney to visit her. But they, I saw some people up in arms that... He was not immediately at her concerts after she had come to the Super Bowl. Oh, wait. And the biggest thing was that he, you know, there was the parade shooting in Kansas City, which was terrible. Yes. But, I mean, I guess to be expected because gun laws in the country are shit. And um, that he took a photo with a cop later that day heading into a party at a restaurant. And I just like. Why is this bad? Because it was there was a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs parade, so everyone needed to be sad all day. Ah, yeah, dude. People just want to just want to find stuff to complain about. That is our society, though. That's exactly what we do well. Very good at that. Speaking of complaining, what is that behind you? That <laughs> that is the uh, radiator going hiss hiss. Um, You said something weird to me today that I just wanted to point out is not a saying. What? You texted me today. We had a coworker that no longer works at the company, and you said, he got the zig yesterday. Yeah. That's not a thing. It is. Nope. I Googled, he got, I Googled, got the zig. No one has ever said this. What school were you in? Were you VPA? Uh yeah. Oh, that's see, that's why. What is it? Is it a what does it mean? It's a Rick Wrightism. From Syracuse? Yeah. So you're telling me Professor Rick Wright, who I I'm respect, saying that but any, also yeah. talks like a motherfucking crazy person. I'm okay? saying that anyone I'm saying that if, if Mike Trico was here and 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 or if and I said got the zig. He would know exactly what I meant. This is a very small. You're, if, if, yeah, and I thought you were in the group. 
No. Also, it, you mean, should I be able to figure con- out what it means. I used context clues. I knew what it meant. It's just, wh- what does that mean? I mean, gut the zig means he got fired. I get it. But that's not, you said it to me like I was supposed to understand that, obviously. Like that you was went, a thing people say. And you went to not. Syracuse. You're in broadcasting. I assumed you were there before he retired. I assumed he Rick is retired now. Doctor Wright is retired. I assumed that you had at some point in time you you worked at WJPZ. So you're had, saying I could that text. it is such a Rick Wrightism that like if you had any contact with him, you would know what that. So meant. if I texted anyone that we know from Syracuse and you asked got them, the zig, baby. if I asked you, what does he got the zig mean? I mean, do you think that they're, they, they, uh, they, were, were they a new house? Say? Okay, I'm texting, now I'm texting multiple people that went to Syracuse. They're were they in, we both know. Were they, did, were they a new house? They both know this, they both know Professor Rick Wright. Okay. Okay, so I've texted two people. We'll okay. wait, we'll see let's what see, they well, say. Let's see what gets back. But yes, I've never heard got the zig before. <laughs> It sounds like slang for an STD. Like, I briefly does, thought, it? I was like, oh, no, does somebody have new COVID? What is? <laughs> no, if you, if you, if you ever had a, one Rick Wright class, you know, because he uses it all the time. I don't recall this at all. Oh, God. I, I yes, I, I think, I think anyone who was anywhere near him at Sarah, and I just used it because I thought you were in the club. Radio. Radio. What else is uh, going on in the world? There's there's something here that I found, and this is, dude, this just when I read this headline, and I I, I really haven't gone deep into it. Oh well, but the head- bring it up on national radio. Let's see. Go. This is what we're good at. the 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 headline just infuriated me so much. What is it? Sylvester Stallone hired Navy SEALs to train his daughters. Oh, are they are they are they taking out terrorists like that? That would be a great. I'm on TMZ right now, and there's a on Paramount Plus. There's a show called The Family Stallone, and uh-huh. I just feel like that show would be so much better if they were taking out terrorists or something before they moved to New York City. Oh, so it's just for them to be safe in the city. Sylvester Stallone had his daughters go through their own kind of rocky training. The adult daughters. 25 and 27 revealed in an interview that their dad hired Navy SEALs to train them before they moved to New York City in 2023 because he was so worried about them living there. Fuck off. Well, okay. No, on. fuck off. All right. First of all, fucking Sorry. mayor of New York City. <laughs> I, I I don't necessarily take that as a New York City is dangerous as much as he's just afraid, you know, He's being a dad that's like, oh, God, the girls are not going to be under my purview, and I am an action star who was always here to protect them. Now, like, the question is, if they is it just because they moved to New York City or is it because they moved away from home? It's because, apparently... You don't uh, know, though, because you didn't read the whole story, did you? Uh, it was the hardest. Um, to, no, it's because they were moving to New York. Ah... Uh. I don't now, know. this is this sounds like now I'm going to be honest here. This sounds like uh, a planted PR story for the reality show for the family Stallone. Yes. OK. Have you ever watched an episode of the family Stallone? No, he but, but it's Sylvester on the on the Kelly Clarkson show talked about growing up in Hell's Kitchen, said it was very rough back then. OK. All right. If he I, hasn't been there lately, has he? I just, I just don't. Don't you want people to think New York City is incredibly dangerous so they don't come? Well, doesn't that make the city better? No, the people I, here make it better. I, I no. Who wants to be in a place that's more crowded? The thing is, like, like it doesn't matter. All the people can come here, and we know that they stay south of 57th Street. They stay between, or I'm sorry, they stay between 59. Actually, they get up to about 63rd in the park, right? Mm-hmm. And then they don't go below 14th Street unless they're going to the 9-11 Memorial. Well, you know where all the tourists are. The rest of the city is completely livable. Speaking of, I'm sure there's some cool stuff at the 9-11 Memorial, but I have never had any interest in going to any sad type memorial 
like Anne Frank House, Holocaust Museum, 9-11 Memorial. That seems like just a sad fucking day that you could just avoid. There are people that come here sometimes and they talk about um, going to the 9-11 Memorial and it's almost a little too blasé. Yeah, like almost a little too excited and almost a little too blasé. Like we're going to do the M&M store (laughs) and then hopefully get tickets to see Chicago and then wake up in the morning as early as we can and go to the 9-11 like huh well it's weird it's sort of like one of those things like if i went i i don't know if i'd tell anybody why you'd want it to be just your private observance of 9-11 yeah and like and it is like no matter what you do it's gonna bring the room down and and like that's sort of like i you know like i can deal with with those emotions on my own i don't need to bring everyone else along with me I don't, here's what I would argue. I don't think you need to go to a memorial if you were alive during 9-11. I think you're well aware. Now, well, if you knew somebody or if you like, I mean, if you knew somebody or had friends or family or, you know, well, knew somebody free. who even you worked You go there. to the fountains and touch their name, right? I'm talking about, isn't this, isn't the 9-11 memorial, like, doesn't it have stuff in it and it costs there money to get There is a museum it? with, like, That's fire trucks that got crushed about. and, yeah, yeah. Which even that, on some level, I am morbidly curious of that, but it seems like, you know. Well, is, like it I, any different, is it any different than people that go to Honolulu and stand on the deck over the Arizona? Not at all. Well, I mean, the only difference is time. I mean, I, I got to be honest, Pearl Harbor would do nothing for me. I don't mean that to be disrespectful, I'm just... Being accurate for my, I'd be like, whatever, because I don't remember it, and it happened long before I was born. I guess, I mean, like, I guess that, that that's where it is, and that's a little bit more of a memorial, because that's where it actually sunk, whereas they've moved the 9-11 stuff and, and curated it. Yeah, but how far have they moved it, Ryan? Not far, not far, but still, like, like the curation of it, I think, is, is what you're saying you're uncomfortable with. Well, it's more just, I think I would like to see it. But I would be curious more in like, oh, wow, here's a deck of playing cards that survived 9-11. And that feels almost too, like, morbidly curious in the sense that there were thousands of people who died and it was a very sad day. And, like, me going to look at artifacts, like, here's a crushed police car or whatever it may be, is sort of more, like, looky-loo-ish than observing any type of horrible tragedy that happened. Right. And so I'm sort of just like, I'm just going to stay away. That's, that's me. And I like, also, like, I also, look, you're, you're talking to somebody who finds museums to be insanely boring. I would actually put the 9-11 museum, is it the memorial or is it the museum? Are they two different there, things? There's, there's both. The memorial is the fountains, is the fountains right? with the names Which and then beautiful. there's the museum. Those yeah. are cool. They did a really nice job. The, the museum, like I'd actually be more interested in that museum versus many other museums but i i just i mean like i listen in the museum is probably not for us the people that lived it it's for it's for you know 75 years from now where people totally don't understand yeah like that's that's the the museum is not for it's it's there for the future more than anything Uh, by the way i i would say you know don't look now but if you can drink you weren't alive for nine. Like, like there are people who can drink legally that were not alive for nine eleven. So right. I wouldn't necessarily say it's for seventy five years in the future. Well, no, but it's still. But yes, you're saying it's fifty two. Yeah, fair enough. The the you know even just I, I I can't wait like to be like hey all this bullshit we do at the airport we used to not have to do this Simone. So <laughs> I, I well we were joking around today about uh, when you know Nicole and Ben and I on the mashup off the air because we had all gone different places, but about the you know the different holes in security and you know you can do this in one airport and you can't do that in the other one. But I and I'm going to ask you the same question: Do you remember the guy's name that makes us take our shoes off? There was one guy that put a bomb in his shoe, and we all have to take our shoes. Not all of us. If you get, unless you get pre-checked, you got to take your shoes off. Do you remember his name? No. I just okay. always think about that fucking guy. I've <laughs> thought about him a lot. Be like, you asshole. Why would you know his name? It was Richard Reed, wasn't it? I don't Richard know. Richard Reed. Yeah, it was Richard Reed. Richard Reed. It, yep. 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 
the shoe bomber. But no one like like that's like no one remembers his name anymore. I feel like I feel like he was flying into Detroit. I guess I didn't know that. So his name was Richard Reed. Okay, so I remembered him as being. As oh, it was, looking, it was Miami, Miami. Sorry, go ahead. I remembered him as looking different, uh, or as excuse me, I remember his name as being different. But now I'm reading that he had other names, uh, like Abdel Rahim, Abdul Rolf, also the shoe bomber. I like how in <laughs> Wikipedia it's like. It sounds like different, um, different uh, gimmicks he had in his professional wrestling career. Like, so he was the Godfather. He was also the Supreme Fighting Machine, comma, um, shoe bomber, shoe bomber. By the way, I have some text back from our Syracuse University friends. One oh. person said, "I don't." Not the Riz. Is it? Are you talking about Riz? No. And then another person said, "Got fired." Yes. Okay. So one and one. One and so it's it's split down the middle. We're yeah. still fifty fifty. By the way, the can you can you name who I texted? Uh Rich was probably one of them, and yep. Rich is probably the one who got it right. No, nope, Rich got it wrong. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, then who got it right? The only person I thought would definitely get it right. Also Adam? No. Ad who the fuck is Adam? Adam Shine. Oh no. Okay. I I you, we know a lot of Adams and no. I'm sorry, was, you're right. We know you're right. You're right. It was Ralphie. Ralphie. Oh, Versa okay. Yeah, of USA course Ralphie today. knows. Yeah, exactly. That's why I felt like I stacked the deck there. I feel like Rich was more of a, like an obvious, like Rich, Rich is more the everyman in this scenario. Well, I don't know if Rich had, had any classes with Rich. Oh, because... Jesus Christ. Is he not avail? Has he not gone to the stupid banquet? Do you not consider him to be a Syracuse person? That's true. That's true. All right. You're right. He should know. He very well should know. Meanwhile. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's land this plane, Ryan. What's what's going on? I, I sent you a thing of uh, a thing that I saw on Instagram, and I told you to read it, and I know you didn't, and that's okay. I've looked through it a little bit. You've looked through it. It basically just talked about how there is uh, a, a disparity in dating circles. Yeah, between uh, political parties okay. and how many people. Uh, the post is down now. Um, but how many people um, are lying about how they feel when they go on dates? I'm able to see the post. Um, oh, are when you? it comes Maybe to just... sex, my generation is screwed. It's a story by Ricky Schlott. And yes. uh, it's got quotes from... Uh, hold on here. Let me read one. Dating right now is just walking on eggshells, honestly. You just have to assume that most girls are progressive and constantly try to make sure you don't say the wrong thing. On first dates, I'm usually just trying to gauge where they're coming from while uh, not saying my views. Putting out there that you're a conservative is a death wish. And that's from Sam, a 25-year-old grad student in D.C. who hides his pro-life, non-MAGA, traditional Republican leadings. God. Is that... (laughs) It's more like, is that how we have to talk about our politics now? Like it's some weird cross-section of like, listen, I am pro-life, I am non-MAGA, I'm fiscally <laughs> responsible. I'm MAGA, but very into abortions. I, uh, I'm i sort of what they call a conservative unicorn in that sense. Um, I just, I just more curious on that is sort of like, so if you lie about that for the first few dates, like you, you think they're never going to figure it out? She'd be like, I really liked you, and then I found out that if you got me pregnant, you said that I should have no say in if I have it. That they're going to come around to it? Like, I don't understand what good the lying does. The statistical odds of finding a Gen Z partner with compatible views is nosediving. Ricky, 23, writes of new research showing girls aged 18 to 30 are 30% more liberal than guys their age, with a whopping 54% saying they won't date a conservative. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess you have to find somebody that likes your views. And if that's harder, if your views suck, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Uh, Another quote here. My parents sacrificed enormously to escape communism, left their entire family, started all over again with nothing, and did that several times along the way to give me the best chance. This person continued. Would I dare share all that legacy with someone who thinks they'd be better off in a communist country? Not a fucking chance. Who thinks they'd be better off in a communist country? 
Well, I don't know if you saw. Um, that's that's quite the the leap there, isn't it? Well, actually, I don't know if you've been. Have you been watching the John Stewart host the Daily Show again on Mondays? So I've been yeah, I've not Daily seen any of the new episodes. Uh, well, actually, he talked about uh, Tucker Carlson going to Russia last uh, two, the, earlier this week. Right. And it was a little bit of that where it was Tucker like did us whole report that's basically like, look at the grocery stores here. Look how cheap this stuff is. I did see the clip of him no handsing the uh, the cart up the escalator. Yeah. Yeah. They can actually like our escalator. We have to stand on a different escalator than the cart here. The Russians, they figured it out into one. Yeah, and then he talks about how um, the groceries, and, and John Stewart pointed this out. I'm not going to act like I fucking knew this beforehand, but he's like, the groceries, we did a full shop, and it was only $100, like $106. And he's like, well, doesn't that sound great? And John Stewart was like, yeah, it does, until <laughs> you uh, you know, mention that the average Russian makes $200 a week. Right, so, and then that's the, yeah, that's half of your, of your pay. Yeah, so it's but so when you say that people like, and and, and the whole point of of the Daily Show well, piece, I, which is which is accurate, is like Putin is now like Putin's like the um, politically incorrect guy that'll do whatever. So they need to soften him because they need to like, you know, Republicans have cozied up to him as not a bad guy, right? Well, I mean, there was no there's there there was no collusion. It was the Russia hoax. Like, obviously, they're just using him as a scapegoat. No, I just, I just found, I just found the whole take on, uh, on dating that way, just very interesting. Yeah. There, there are certain like things and values you don't want to compromise on. Yeah, and reproductive rights seem to be like an important one in a relationship. Also, just. It's much like, look, for as much as, you know, debate is healthy and stuff, living in an echo chamber in your own house is kind of nice compared to having to constantly <laughs> debate whatever the fuck is going well, I on. I like I like a little bit of difference, right? Like I, I could I like a like if you want to if you want to be very um, fiscally conservative and talk about small government, that's fine. But, you know, I'm not going to it's hard if you uh, believe in, you know, other things where the, the bigotry comes out. It, it, how do yeah, you find it's a middle ground? If you're with a, dating yeah, you a find, bigot. Yeah, you can't find middle ground with somebody that doesn't believe, you know, someone's not a real person. Yes. Anyway, though, we are at the end of the program. Do you have any thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, that's it. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.